Space Buddha. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we have a special guest. We have Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yay>. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually known Daisy. How long have I known you for now? Three years? Four years? Four years? Maybe four. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Time flies. It does. I think I, I went, was, before, I saw in the summer. Yeah. Be, before the another like three, four rounds of lockdowns, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Before. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. So how have you been? What have you been up to? I've been busy. Um, trying to keep myself busy despite the pandemic. Really? Um, I've been working on a lot of music stuff. Um, doing a lot of production. Doing a lot of uh, concert planning. Concert planning? Uh, playing some gigs here and there when we were not in severe lockdown. <laughs> now it's back to, you know, nothing. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. That's good. Working. That's good. <laughs> Working. So, so I mean, I don't know your background that much, to be honest. Like, I'm knowing for a couple of years, but mm -hmm. all I know is like, you're a musician. <laughs> <laughs> that's what most people know me. <laughs> yeah, as a musician. So, I mean, you, you studied in the States, right? I did. So I did my undergrad in the States. Really? Yeah. So how was you went to John, right? John Hopkins? Yeah. So I went to Johns Hopkins Peabody Institute of the Johns Hopkins University for really? music. Um I got my bachelor in music in twenty well, I graduated in twenty seventeen. Right. Um and then I came back to Canada uh to do my master's at McGill. Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree. <laughs> um uh, yeah, and I got my master's at McGill, uh graduated in twenty nineteen. And okay. now I'm back in Toronto. Wow. Back home. So, I mean, how is, uh, so John Hopkins is what, in Boston? It's in Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore. How was that? It was a very different experience. Um, I don't think I would be where I am if I would, if I didn't go to Hopkins. Really? For my undergrad, yeah. So I, I, I'm not, like, I played piano as a kid, but I was horrible at it. <laughs> I stopped at level five and I have no, uh, a theory knowledge like mm -hmm. i just did the practical you yeah. know like there's some kids who just do the practice that, that was me. that's the fun part <laughs> that, that was the fun part i mean but i, I was playing songs i didn't like right mm -hmm. so i don't know anything about music so i mean is john hopkins like like the like the like the top school for music at the, end of the time i think um i mean there are great schools right. in canada too yeah. but um a lot of the time people want uh just a bigger pool of right. musicians to be around and obviously the states they're famous for their music conservatories oh um, really yeah so when i was in in my last year of high school my teacher recommended that i you know try to audition for some schools in the states right so i auditioned in canada for my sort of my safety um because <laughs> as everyone knows the tuition in the states is wild crazy right yeah. it's, it's insane so it's a lot of money so my um teacher told me to just give it a shot see what yeah. happens right um so for about three weeks in february my last year of high school um my parents and I drove to the States and we did a road trip basically really? to different states to audition for like five or six different schools. Yeah. Um, and it just happened to be that uh, Peabody uh, Hopkins gave yeah. me the most scholarship. So I, nice. I was really, really lucky um, and grateful uh, that I could go. So I, I guess at that point I did have a preference for which school I wanted to go to, but it was also highly dependent on how much money I would get. Right. So, oh yeah. If you're getting, it's a free ride. Yeah. 100%. No one's going to say no to that. Right? <laughs> My buddy, uh, he, he didn't know about how great the States was back then. So he, uh, he got full ride to an American university mm -hmm. and awesome. he turned it down. <gasps> that was, one of our that's mutual a friends. big mistake. One of our mutual friends. Wow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the school is in shock as much as I'm, I I'm am. sure. It's like, here's $200,000. You want it? <laughs> Free education. <laughs> Free education. But um, no, that's cool. So, like, so you lived in Baltimore for four years, mm -hmm. I guess. 
you know, how is it? Did you like it there? I've never been. Uh, Baltimore. It's interesting. When I first auditioned there, I, to- I told my parents, actually, I was like, this is the one city I don't want to be in. <laughs> I said any other school, but Peabody, because I just hated the city. Really? Um, it's, a, it's a little dangerous. Oh, uh, actually? I think it, it I don't, I'm not sure anymore, but it, it used to be in the top 10, one of the uh, most dangerous states. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, like as a parent, um, like my parents were like, okay, um, you got to be really careful. If we end up going there, we're going to get you like all sorts of <laughs> weapons, <laughs> exactly. paraphernalia. It's like, make sure you have a pocket knife. I'm like, oh, <laughs> they were, um, yeah, they were a little worried. But when I got there, you know, initially I wasn't right. too excited about the city, but they call Baltimore Charm City. Really? Actually, that, yeah, it's a thing. So in the beginning, I'm like, what charm are we talking about here? <laughs> um, and I, I think as I went into my second and third year, I started realizing i was like oh i really do see the beauty of the city really there are so many areas downtown um of course not all areas you have to be really really careful (laughs) but um by the harbor it's actually really similar to toronto when you go yeah towards like harbor front it has a similar vibe um so i used to go there a lot with my friends just to like you know de-stress after our practices run there hang out um and there's a a culture that's very very different from canada you know Oh, really yeah how Um, I would I would just say people people in Baltimore are very they're very supportive of the arts and they're also very oh, really? passionate. Yeah, and I was surprised. Um I wasn't expecting that. Uh-huh. Um but I always felt like whatever concert or whatever event that was going on like I had the full support of like my peers, my school, That's just great. the community in general. Um yeah, so everyone's very passionate about music especially. I, I get um, that feeling in the states yeah. too. Like everyone's always really into music really into like uh projects everyone's like super gung-ho mm-hmm. you're it's almost like i'm kind of scared like <laughs> you really love your job exactly. i've never seen people love their work so much yep that's great so so you spent four years there what was it was it like a like was it really ethnic diverse there like because you know we're asian you know it's i've heard of some asian people from baltimore and from maryland so i'm just very curious i've never been i would say there was there were a lot of koreans oh really yeah and i, I guess you as guess a everywhere. korean i was i was like cool you know <laughs> yes nice. at home. um but I, there were a lot of asians in general I would oh really say. yeah okay, okay i would say almost even like 40 percent of the holy the shit conservatory this okay, is not okay. speaking okay, on okay, behalf okay, of hopkins yeah. like johns hopkins because <laughs> I, I was like, in the wow. music conservatory right right, right. Um, <laughs> so we had a lot of international students too okay. from korea from china nice all over the world actually so it must have been fun then you it's like you're hanging with your peer because you were international too yeah, in that sense right yeah. technically so actually when i first went to school there they had this um evaluation test for like english skills really? you know, for international you students no, it wasn't. It wasn't like that serious, but they were trying to place me in the correct, you know, English humanities uh, course. Are you in ESL? <laughs> and I did have to go through that. No. Yeah, and I spoke to the teacher, and she said, "You're definitely not ESL." You're like, like, "I'm from Canada." <laughs> I'm from Canada, eh? How about it? Exactly. They're like, "No, you're definitely going to ESL now." <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> so wait, were you born here? I came when I was four. Okay, so yeah. so you t- okay, so. So, you, but you're Canadian now. You have to give up your Korean citizenship, right? Did no, you? funny situation. Nice. <laughs> I'm still a Korean citizen. I nice. just applied last year for my Canadian citizenship. citizenship. Really? That's one of the reasons I ended up coming back to Canada for my oh. master's. Because uh, I had my permanent residency, but after, I think there's X amount of days um, if yeah, you're away yeah. from the country. For five years. or a five-year period. Right. Uh, yeah. And since I was in the States for the majority of my undergrad, they were like, hello. You, uh, know? you come back or yeah. what? So I had to I, come back. Oh, shit. Oh, that's crazy. I, I'm surprised because usually, because 
if you've been here since you were four, it's like long time now. Mm-hmm. And Canadian citizenship, Canadian yeah. citizenship is not like the American citizenship, right? My my dad didn't want to give up the Korean <laughs> citizenship, so we were just holding on as much as long as we could. And now, like around the end of my undergrad, right. my dad was like, "Oh, that was my mistake." You know, <laughs> I, like, yeah, I blame you. <laughs> could have stayed. Well, to be fair, like our, my buddy Charles, um, he, he was kind of like that too. He's very conflicted. He's like. The Korean citizenship actually has like higher rankings in terms of visas and <laughs> right. stuff, right? Yeah, but he's like, but then you know I'm gonna lose all my PR because he's right. moving back in like uh-huh. two weeks, right? So also since I'm a woman, it's it's I don't have to go to the army, yes. so that would not be a problem. You're like, you're like I don't care, <laughs> right. like screw that, doesn't exactly. bother me. Oh, uh, so yeah, but I mean now that you're back, I mean technically you can still stay on PR, can't you? Uh, I can, but I I think I I realize that I want to stay here, right? Um. Because I actually transitioned out of performing a little bit, right. uh, and now settled down in Toronto, oh, which I no. never thought would happen. I always thought I would be in the states <laughs> or Europe. Uh, never dreamed that I would be here, but uh, I'm not complaining. I'm really right. happy where I am. So, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So you performed a lot before, right? I remember. I heard. Yeah, I heard. I used to perform a lot. I used to try to compete a lot. Nice. Um, did a lot of summer festivals, concerts here and there. A lot of traveling. That's awesome. So, so like, how many cities have you been to then? A lot. <laughs> um, I've been all over the U.S. Um, nice, and then quite a few places in the, in Europe as well, like Netherlands, really? Austria, um, Germany. That must have been Luxembourg. so much fun. Yeah. And and is it like do they pay for out of pocket, or is it like the school dime, or how does it work? Uh, so it or is it like work? It is work. So right. some of the things are. Some of the events, some of the festivals are not free. So you okay. it does come out of pocket, but oh, wow. it's more like you would get like a master class or a special, you know, education, oh. like camp almost. Oh, so, um, so it's kind of like a training, training camp. Exactly. You go, you perform. Right. Okay, I got it. I so got it. people do want to pay money out of their pocket because it's worth it. You know, wow. you get to meet these like world class musicians. I see. Professors. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, taking a acting class with tom cruise or something like that right like you're gonna perform with him it's like Mm -hmm. amazing we wouldn't pay money (laughs) exactly right but some of some of the festivals also have scholarship programs so that's great you know they'll give you money to have you there um it's a mix but competitions usually is like out of your own pocket (laughs) i I mean i think i think i was told like you were like first chair or something like that right Uh, yes holy shit uh (laughs) at school when i was in school i was good i was lucky to have the experience of being concert master so so wait so how, how does it work like again i know fuck all about music i'll be honest with you like so in your first chair are you like the, like you're leading the whole yeah so the concertmaster sort of is the person that would tie the orchestra together aside from the conductor yeah right um uh this the concertmaster sort of connects a different section so we have uh-huh. the violins the violas cellos brass winds right percussion. okay so yeah i'm i'm constantly trying to communicate between the different sections we would if i have to make a big decision you know we're really? like a bowing or something then we would talk amongst the principal leaders of each section so there's a lot of responsibility for sure um but it's fun i think there is there are often there are like little solos here and uh-huh. there to you know to, not I wouldn't say show off, but you get to kind of shine. It's your moment to shine. That's cool. So yeah. so you, you like kind of telegraph to like the rest of the like the other parts of the team, so to speak. Right. Like what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like okay, watch me. <laughs> They're all like, oh my god, what's she doing? <laughs> That's a lot of stress, isn't it? It is. I wouldn't say it's all fun, but, right? Right. Um, some people really do enjoy it. Some people right. like to be the person in the back and sort of be just know, be chill. Yeah, just, blend just follow in the with lead. the crowd. Yeah. So it's yeah. definitely personality dependent. I think. So I guess you you kind of like. Fit, you kind of grew into that role then, I guess. Because, I mean, 
I mean, you know, I, when I started, I, I'm a really shy person generally, mm -hmm. but you know, you, you kind of grow into things, right? I think so. And I also do think that different people, it's just like in anything else, right? right. It's not just music, but some people really like to go on these podcasts or, <laughs> or just go in front of like hundreds of people right. and talk, you know, say, yeah. um, and they feel comfortable doing that. And that's what they enjoy. Some people are just like, oh, I want to be behind the scenes. I want to be that audio guy in the back, yeah. you know, editing all the, you know, all the tracks or just, I don't want my face to be seen. <laughs> so I think there are different types of musicians out there too. Mm -hmm. um, I just happen to be the person, I really do like the spotlight. Yeah. I do, I, you know. That's the truth. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I do like, you know, really like connecting with the audience and being yeah. able to voice my sort of interpretation of the music. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, out of all the cities you travel to, it sounds like you've traveled probably like, like how many days of a year did you travel? Um, I think when I was in school, probably a little less, but okay. even during school, I was back and forth, um, like for little things like getting lessons or, um, fixing my violin. I would go to New York, a couple wow. like, you know, just little things here and there auditions. You're balling. Oh, <laughs> nope. That's definitely not the case after all, many years in music. <laughs> so, so which was your favorite city? So you went to like all these crazy uh, cities, all these fun places. I think Salzburg in Austria. Really? In Europe. Yeah. What did you like about it? Oh, well, that's where Mozart was born. Oh, okay. So for uh, you, it has like a special place. Right. And I also, uh, I got to have a lesson with the teacher at the Mozarteum, which is one of the big Damn. schools in Europe. Um, and it was just a very inspiring ex experience. I, you know, seeing how Mozart grew up, seeing the the house that he lived in, um, mm -hmm. where he performed and just wow. seeing all of that is like really going back to the roots of music, right. classical music and being like, oh, this is where it all started. Right. I think that was really meaningful. Um, and just, I think Europe in general for me is very, yeah, it's, it's a place that I have like a lot of sentimental, you know, uh, a lot of, yeah, that, a lot of yeah. different values for it. Right. Exactly. Oh, that's good. That's mm -hmm. good. It sounds like you had a really good time there. <laughs> that's crazy. So, I mean, did you like get to have fun during that time though? Like you travel all these cities, like did you get a party and stuff? So the funny thing is like, you know, I would always like post on my Instagram right. my stories being like, I'm off to the Netherlands, <laughs> I'm off to whatever. And everyone's like, wow, you're so lucky. You get to travel all the time. Um, and it's in a way, yes, I was really lucky yeah. to have that experience, especially now when we can't right. travel, I do miss it. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of the times I did in my head, it wasn't like, oh, where am I going to go? Um, when I get there, when I'm going to eat, you know, it's not the mm -hmm. touristy type oh, yeah. kind of, it's not a vacation. So. It's almost like you're a consultant. You just go in, you work, you leave, <laughs> exactly. right? So oh. a lot of times I would go and just be in my hotel room or be in, in my host family's house, like practicing. Wow. Um, even on the road, I'm like looking at my music, trying to study. So wow. I, it's not, it wasn't always like that, mm -hmm. but I, I would say a, a big part of it was, um, you know, just work, work related. Really? Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, you, you're like, Clearly, you really loved your craft. I mean, oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like, was that always something you wanted to do, like music? I think so. I think, yeah, like, eh? from a young age. Yeah. I like started playing the piano when I was like three or something. Holy shit. And my mom just said, like, she knew that this would be my thing, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, so I used to follow, like, my sister started on the piano first. I used right. to follow her around and oh. we used to fight over the piano. Wow. It's like, it's like a video game console for boys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And we would like, she still has a scar on her face from the time I like scratched her because I wanted to play the piano. You're so catty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we get along now though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I met your sister one time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She, I think, she, I think her and I have a lot of mutual friends 
I think she does a lot of production stuff, right? She does. She was um, songwriting for a while, oh, but now okay. she's like branching out into different things. You know, she's exploring what else she wants. Would to you do. guys want to collaborate? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like you two, you two, not me. <laughs> um, I think we tried once. Oh, really? Did <laughs> she get sure. a scratch? <laughs> <laughs> it was borderline. Like my wow. finger was. <laughs> Is that why you don't have nails anymore? Yeah, that's exactly why. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, that's cool. And so then after, you know, your stint in the States, you came back and you went to McGill. Yeah. How long were you at McGill for? Two years for my master's. Wow. So so was it like a different experience going to McGill versus John Hopkins? Oh, for sure. I really felt the difference um, just culturally too. Really, eh? But also... um, I think McGill as a school is like they really it's a great school. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's tough. Um, I think in the States, people are just more like aggressive. And they're right, just more they straightforward are. in general. They so are. when I went to McGill, it was like everybody was tippy toe. Everyone's so nice. <laughs> they're so Canadian. It's you just know? like that, like kind of like almost like it's like, is this real? This right? niceness? <laughs> exactly. Um, nothing wrong with that. Again. Nothing wrong with it. I love it. It's just I had like adapted to my right four years in your the american roots <laughs> wherever the roots are <laughs> but when i came back i i was like oh wow this is so pleasant it's so different mm-hmm. you know um but for those two years i actually focused a lot on um just practicing like more efficiently spending, right yeah and really 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 like um cleaning up my craft right and i think in my undergrad, I was, I really did want to have fun. I was uh-huh. like, you know, I'm in the States. I'm like, I want to, you know, do my thing. But when I got to my master's, I got really, really serious. Oh, really? Yeah. So I really <laughs> didn't have a social life. So people were like, wow, you're in Montreal. You're so lucky. You probably have so much fun. I'm like, oh. like I did have my fun. Don't get me wrong. But uh, definitely during the week, like weekdays, I was right. so focused. It was like practice, 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 practice. practice. Yeah. I, I remember because uh, you and my my friend, like he was always telling me, oh, I'm out with Daisy. I'm like, <laughs> you guys are drinking again? <laughs> I can tell you're really stressed out. You're like, I need to get out of my Based on what you said. <laughs> All that right. was the weekend, okay? <laughs> uh, some of those nights were weekdays, I know for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I think, I think the first two months right, at least right. of my, my Was McGill. it the start of your master's or the end of your master's? Start. Oh, that was the start of your master's. Yeah, it was closer to the start. Towards the end, oh, I was very- Really yeah. focused, right? Yeah, super, yeah. super focused. That's very interesting. So, I mean, why did you pick McGill out of all like the schools? Because you have to come back to Canada? Um, I did. Right. Um, and then I did have a few options. Um, really? My dad said, like, you know, if you do want to give up your Canadian citizenship right. and go to a school in the States, like, if you get a great scholarship there, then maybe it's worth giving it up. Like, we considered all sorts of things, mm. right? Um, but, but you had an F1. <laughs> <laughs> I had to give it up, Seth. Um, but Miguel also gave me a great scholarship. Really? So I did. I couldn't, I couldn't turn it down. So you were, like, kick ass at it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's why but <laughs> I, I, I also again I was really lucky so, yeah yeah I really okay. didn't have a choice <laughs> that's very cool yeah and, and you played violin right yeah. I know we didn't, we all didn't throughout, all throughout. oh by the way <laughs> she's a violinist I'm a violinist <laughs> okay there you go I was just like I hope I don't say the wrong instrument <laughs> what does she play though what does she play is it still the piano so I mean like again I only played piano until I was level five I want to learn the guitar I think I told you mm-hmm. that and that's something I wanted to learn since I was a kid but does your like um, your skills transfer to like all the different instruments like very easily? I think it does. Yeah, um, hey? not, I wouldn't say easily, but I definitely found that I'm better with string right. instruments okay. in general. So if okay. I pick up like a viola, if I pick up a guitar or bass guitar, um, I just started learning the bass guitar not too long ago. And I realized like, oh, it's very similar. Like the right. techniques, the different, um, yeah, the things you need to know to 
to produce a nice sound, that kind of thing. Okay. So yeah, I think the basic, definitely like my basic theory knowledge and that definitely helps. But right. playing a, a string instrument is also easier. I tried to play a wind instrument and it was disastrous. Wind instrument is what? Like a, like like a, a trumpet? Flute oh. or, yeah, that'd be brass. Trumpet okay. would be brass. But any, anything that you have to like blow into is just like- need a lot of like horse, yeah, horse <laughs> strength and like really yeah, go at it. <laughs> no, no. That's cool. So now you're back in Toronto. Uh, you moved back when? Like uh, a year ago? now a year and a half wow yeah, a is it is it a huge transition because like, i mean technically you weren't here for like the longest time like six seven years yeah it was strange coming back actually. really eh? um, the plan was to come back um i went to i did a competition in europe right and when i came back that was the at the end of my master's uh -huh. when i came back i thought to myself like i'm just gonna keep doing competitions uh -huh. and keep going with this and at one point i i I think I came to a point where I, I didn't want to do competitions anymore and I didn't want to have music become something that's stressful. Okay. And I just wanted to enjoy it. Right. Um, and just perform without that pressure. So I kind of took a hiatus. Yeah. Like I switched gears a little bit, um, started a new chapter in my life. Um, <laughs> and thankfully I got a job here in Toronto as, right. a, as a music pro a programmer. And okay. so I'm that's doing good. that now. Um, nice. It's different, but also really, really fun. Still music related. Yeah, yeah. It's still still within that realm. So that's mm -hmm. really cool. So, I mean, was music really that stressful? Like that you do, like, you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Because I, I think like one of your friends is going to law school. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I, I can't imagine what your parents are going to say. They're like, seriously, after 20 years of music, you're going to give it all up? It's not easy for any parent, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> I'm sure they had a lot to say. <laughs> Thankfully, my parents were very supportive, but really? I, I wouldn't blame them if right, they were right. upset. You know? Yeah. It's a lot of time. Well, I mean, it's your choice, effort. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think music for a lot of people, they get into it because of it, it's not, nobody really goes into music thinking, I'm going to make like a ton of money yeah, and su yeah. be successful financially. It's more because they're so passionate about, about the music. Art. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, so I think it does come as a stress when you start realizing like, oh, but I do need to make a living yeah. off of what I enjoy doing, right? That's a different story. Yeah, the arts is the hardest. Mm -hmm. Like everyone loves it. Right. And then you realize why people have a desk job. <laughs> exactly. And I, I used to like, you know, not look down, but I just used to think like, I don't think I could do a desk job, yeah, right? Yeah. And here I am doing a desk job and there's nothing wrong with it, right? right. But it's just, I had such a narrow view. Of yeah. Oh, I mean, you weren't like in a business degree or anything, no. right? So it was a whole different lifestyle like it's sure. completely different for you mm -hmm. it's kind of the reverse for me because i like i started with a desk job because right. i i really love uh like like production mm -hmm. arts and media and then i realized i'm like i don't like a desk job <laughs> so that's why i went to entrepreneurship right like uh -huh. I, I went to did all that stuff you know like my business partner and i always say you know sometimes it's better you you rather fix a toilet than be behind a desk sometimes, right? <laughs> and now, you know, like I'm really into media and doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of, uh, it's interesting, right? Yeah. So, I mean, now that you're back, I mean, other than work, you know, like, you know, what have you done in Toronto? Like, have you like, you know, explored a lot around here? You mean despite COVID? Despite, well, <laughs> I guess despite COVID. Technically, yeah, your first year back was COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, I wouldn't say... When I came back for the first couple months, I was just settling back in, you right. know, getting used to living in toronto again and then um heading into the next year that's when covid started right and that was like when i got my job and i was like you know trying to figure things out and that's when i just started 
trying to explore more of downtown. Right. So I was like, okay, I want to meet some people here because all my friends are in the States or yeah, in Korea. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Or in Montreal. And so yeah. when I came back, I was like, oh, I really don't have friends here. <laughs> um, so I started like going out with some of the people I still keep Hang in contact with. with. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> like Anthony. Um, and then COVID. And, and then, then COVID. That's, oh, that's COVID kills happened. all. Yep. <laughs> really sucks. <laughs> it's okay. You've lived in so many different cities now. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how is the dating scene there? <laughs> <laughs> Where specifically? <laughs> well, I mean, which one did you like the most? Like, I'm sure everyone's kind of different in each city, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think when I was in Europe, right. it was... <laughs> well, first of all, when I was in Europe, I really didn't have time to like right. go out and date people yeah, because yeah. I was so caught up with all of my music stuff. Uh-huh. But the funny thing is, you know, everybody has this idea of like European men, you know, like, being all yeah, and suave then, <laughs> and sexy. And and I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of went in when I was traveling, and I was like, oh, like I, I, I have I high expectations. I'm some excited. Italian guy, <laughs> yeah. some French like guy, German guy. I don't know, like whatever. Um, and so when I went to the Netherlands, uh-huh. uh, that was 2018. Right. I was super excited. I was like, I'm, I want to meet these Dutch boys. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you were ready. I was so ready. ready. And I got there. And the funny thing is, I looked at them and I was like, you're just so beautiful. They're really, really tall. First really? of all, like the standard height is just like, I. okay, so I was staying with my host family uh-huh. and she gave me a bike because everybody like gets around yeah, the bike, yeah, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, my 16 year old daughter rides this. Like, you'll be fine. So I tried getting on the bike and literally I could not even get on the bike because the seat was so high. She's like, this is as low as it goes. I don't understand. You know, like, <laughs> I'm just like, you don't understand. I have physical I, limitations yeah. <laughs> of being an Asian. Exactly. So anyway, so everyone's super tall there. And I like, I remember sitting down at a restaurant with my friend. We're like, just examining, just like looking out, seeing like what kind of people there are right. there. And there are these like really, really beautiful Dutch boys. They're super oh, yeah, tall, yeah. like models. Okay. Okay. They're just so, so beautiful. Good looking. Yeah. But for some reason, I just wanted to look at them and not like. It's like a poster. Yeah. I was like, it's you're like, like a poster model boy <laughs> that I don't actually want to date. I just right. think you're beautiful. Right. But that was it, you know? And so the entire time I was in the Netherlands, my friend and I were like, I thought we would be really attracted to these boys, but it's like. I just, I'm just happy to see them around. Right. It's like, oh, nice. This is cool. Well, was it the, like, I mean, everyone can appreciate something that looks good, right? But mm-hmm. if you're going to date somebody, like, do you feel it's because of a cultural thing? I think so, too. Yeah. And I also felt like they, like, we are obviously tourists there. Right. Like, so clearly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you still have, like, a sore thumb. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, they would just kind of look at us even walking by. But it wasn't the kind of like, oh, hello. hello. You know, it was it's just like, kind of like, you're so different. It, you're, you're so exotic. Exactly. So <laughs> I I kind of got a lot, a, a lot of that when I was in the Netherlands. So, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I remember I met this guy in Vietnam, this Netherlands director. And he had the biggest yellow fever. He literally moved to Asia. Well, Southeast Asia. So he, you really like Thai girls and Vietnamese girls. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you moved all the way here for that. Wow. That's I feel impressive. like there are two crowds though. You know, there's yeah, like, yeah. there's like the yellow fever crowd. Right. And then there's the crowd that's just like, oh, you're just different. Like yeah, I can't yeah, approach yeah. you. Like I'm not attracted to you. I don't know you. Like, well, he wasn't like what you described. He wasn't like six foot five. He was like shorter <laughs> than me, you know, dark curly hair. I imagine the ones you're describing in my mind are like blonde, blue eyed, super tall. That's exactly what oh they were. Oh my goodness. So they were exotic to me too, right. actually, in a sense. I was like, wow. It was like a bit of a culture shock, right? Yeah. Going exactly. to those places and like looking at these people. You're like, where? I don't even see this in Canada. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so, so that was that was Europe. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. How tall was your homestay's uh person's daughter? 
If you couldn't fit on the bike. I have no idea. I never saw her. Oh, you never met her. Okay. No, I never met her. But just the fact that the seat was at the lowest point Jesus. was really sad. You know, like I was nowhere near even getting on the bike. Like, <laughs> And you're not that short. Like, I don't think I'm that short. No, you're not you know? that short. Like five, four. Like, yeah. But, I mean, like, that's average Toronto height. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a struggle. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there must be giants there. Like, I, I, I'm relatively tall for yeah, like, Toronto standards. But I imagine if I go to like. Oh, uh, you would just be like, you, they would like look at me like, oh, he's, he's, he's really so tiny. Short. <laughs> yes. How the cute. The girls are probably like taller than me. I'd be like, 100%. Hi. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So, I mean, then. So what was your, was there a favorite city? Like you've been, so you went to, now was Netherlands similar to Austria? Sorry? Was Netherlands similar to Austria um, in terms of dating? I think Austria, I really, really didn't have time to okay, even like yeah. go out at okay. all. That was like really, really serious. Like right. I, in the Netherlands, I still got to go out. When I was, I went to Amsterdam, one of my closest friends lived there. Okay. Um. So she took us out. Nice. She went to her hometown. Then we went, uh, we went out for like, I don't even know how many hours. I'm pretty sure we came back and it was like, 8 a.m. or something. The that's, sun was definitely That's the best up. time to come home. Yeah. And that's standard in, in the Netherlands, really? right? Like, it's like no, nothing closes at 3 a.m. People start going out at like 1. Really? Yeah. Oh, so that's kind of like America. Like New York, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because, I mean, West Coast last calls at 1.30. Mm-hmm. But New York doesn't really have a last call. Exactly. Like, my friends are like, I'm like, oh, it's 11. Shouldn't we be going out? They're like, dude, we don't go till 1. I was yeah. like. Oh. I'm I'm like ready to go out at 10 p.m. I'm like, yeah. all right, guys, let's go. Like, like, we're just having dinner. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That that was kind of what it was in the Netherlands too. So 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 you went out like do you guys party with your really close friend then over in there? Netherlands? Yeah. Yeah. So we went out to like a bunch of different clubs. Um, How was that? It was just like they have this giant street with like 40 different clubs, and we just went club hopping. It was crazy. It was actually wild. And I think different clubs just have like different music a different vibe really? like different age group um so it was cool like being if you get bored of one place you just go to another yeah. one and they go to another one you know like uh, i think the biggest challenge in toronto like with clubbing i mean we've only gone to a few clubs together mm-hmm. but like the fucking lineups <laughs> yeah, and the then there's worst. cover you're it's like the worst i'm like is there is there cover and lineups in <laughs> in uh <laughs> in no another? lineups really? no cover oh, absolutely no cover like it doesn't make sense to me i'm like I, how can you go to like five clubs people go to five clubs i'm like you're you're spending you're going all out because i mean i don't think like they get taxed pretty heavy there so i'm like yeah. you don't you don't make that much money i'm like who can who's going to afford all that cover but also like are you waiting in line every time you're trying to go into yeah. a place you like, know you could half just the night the you're mood. waiting in line outside yeah yeah in toronto it's like especially in the winter <laughs> that's a no-no <laughs> definitely not definitely not no. but people still do it here Oh, and, and even in Montreal, I remember just see, oh seeing people God. in their like Canada goose jackets, you know, freezing. in a skirt, but then they're yeah. freezing, you know. Yeah, I think someone, I think either you or someone was telling me girls still go out in high heels in Montreal with like, you know, literally like like a belt for a dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's negative like 25. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. That's crazy. I, I don't think I could do it. Okay. At least. So so where else have you ha- actually got to spend time in, in in all these cities you've been to that like dating and whatnot? I, I would say it's mainly the schools that I attended. Yeah. So really? like Baltimore, definitely. Okay. I went out, had my fun. A lot of fun there. <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> Montreal, you know, Montreal, Montreal fun. Montreal fun's different too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, so I've had some pretty fucked up experiences in Montreal. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been in Montreal maybe three times in my life. So I'm actually not. Oh, I, I thought you've been there more often. No, I actually don't. 
maybe four, four, four times, but mm-hmm. like to actually go around the city three times. Okay. So the first time I went to Montreal, it was actually with the tour bus. This is like, I was 19. Oh, and I then see. these like other international you kids. You did all the, the touristy program. things. Yeah, I, I did. I did. I did all the touristy things. And um, so what happened was we got to, I think, uh, one of like the higher end hotels. Um, and basically we walked in and we all got off the tour bus. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes up to us and we we're all half awake, right? Because you're, you're in a tour bus from Ottawa. It's like mm-hmm. two hour. Everyone's half asleep. And they, he's like, kimono, kimono. We're all looking like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> so it turns out that was like a con. So a guy, there's another guy behind us with no. a black bag. He put his bag over my friend's black bag and took it. Oh my God. So that was my first night in Montreal. Oh. <laughs> and it was like the most, I was just like, what the fuck? And to add insult to injury, hotel's like, you need to go to the police station and report this. We're like, uh. Okay, sure. Go to police station. They're like, you have insurance? We're like, uh, not really. We just took a tour bus here. They're like, well, we can't help you. Get out. <laughs> it was like, and they're all in jeans. I think they were protesting. And you were like 19? I was 19. My friends oh. were a bit older oh at the time. Goodness. But I was just like, this is this is an experience. Yeah, that's not the best first Montreal experience. And then uh, I went to Montreal for a bachelor party couple mm. years ago this is the second time second time uh for my for my best friend's uh, uh bachelor party and uh so our buddy jamal mm-hmm. said i was up at a club i'm like okay sure let's go so when i walked to the door the bouncer came up to me put his arm on me i think he was part of the mob oh my god he's like didn't we kick your ass last week i was like i just got here i'm from toronto he's like oh sorry 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 wrong, wrong, wrong guy. guy i was like holy <laughs> oh my god it's so intense fuck <laughs> I was welcome like, to Montreal. Welcome to Montreal. I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess this is why everyone, all the businesses moved to Toronto. Yep. And then my third time was I went recently, went in November, and I was driving um uh my ex's car, mm-hmm. and we were beside this Mercedes, and this homeless guy is just walking in the middle, mm-hmm. and he's just like, you know, you expect panhandlers, you know, like put their hand out or something, right? And just ignore them. He spits on both cars, and we're just like, what the. F- fuck like no and i was just yeah i was just like i'm like i don't know if he's gonna attack the car so i was about <gasps> to gun the light like yeah it was a red light i'm like because you know what's gonna happen right, right. like he could have a gun could whatever right. he's already doing stuff like mm-hmm. that so we, we both me and the mercedes both drove off and we're just like what the fuck and i saw like huge gunk of spit on the door i'm just like oh that's i'm, I'm like i gotta wash your car right now i don't care yeah. it's not acceptable so we drove so, for uh, half an hour to find a car wash <laughs> you really didn't have the greatest experiences in Montreal. I mean, there was some parts that were fun. Don't get me right. wrong. But I mean, okay, no. The first night in Montreal, we literally spent the whole night dealing with that security issue. Yeah. Like when, when right, I was right. 19. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we did was we ate at the hotel lobby and that was it. You didn't even have poutine? <laughs> no, I didn't have any poutine. Oh my gosh. Uh, I didn't have smokes till this year. Oh my goodness. You didn't have their bagels? <laughs> no, I didn't. I uh, I think so, I think uh, one of my friends brought some back before. Okay. But honestly... I've had like smoked meat in Toronto. I'm going to oh. say I liked it better than smokes. You know. Blasphemy. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> like, I think it's very hyped, you right. know. And it's not that it's bad. It's a bit dry. Yeah. Same with the bagels. Like, okay. who? If any Montrealers are listening, I'm so sorry. But I tried the Montreal bagels uh-huh. multiple times. Right. I'm not about that, like, thin, crunchy bagel. I'm all about oh, the really? fat. Like, I'm like, I'm about the New York bagels, you oh, know. Okay. Like. That's the kind of bagel I like. So when I was in Montreal and people were like, 
going off about these Montreal yeah. bagels. I ate it and I was like, I don't know if I like it that much, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like a huge thing, but personal, you know, it's my personal, personal preference, preferences. So. I have a horrible experience with bagels. Why? So during the pandemic, like I, I used to buy these like cheese bagels. I would mm-hmm. put like guac on it and mm-hmm. smoke salmon with a poached egg and capers. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this, you know, I like this. Mm-hmm. And one day... I bit into the bagel. I don't know if it was like maybe like I left the bread for a while. It got too hard oh, or something. No. It cracked my rear molar. <gasps> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But the bagel's not that like hard. I have right? no idea. I, I just, it just snapped off. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> and, and I had to find an emergency clinic because n- there was no dentist open. Right. Yeah. So I had, I had to go this get This is an emergency case. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, because you literally feel it sharp. Oh. I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my goodness. And that cost me $400. So since then I have- st- Kind you're, of stayed away from bagels. <laughs> now we know. Now we Anthony know. Anthony doesn't eat bagels. I don't eat bagels. <laughs> so, I mean, in Montreal, like, how was the dating scene there? Did you like it? Montreal, you know what's funny? In, what? In Montreal, I always found it really difficult to, like, just talk to guys in general. because really? Even at the clubs, because everyone speaks French, right? Oh. So, and you're Anglophone. Right. And, like, <laughs> the thing, the funny thing is I, like, understand a lot of French because um, oh. I used to go to, like, a French extended middle okay. school. So there was a period of my life where I was speaking a lot of French and I Did forgot I a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even when I was hanging out with friends who would, like, if needed, they would translate and whatever, right. like Jamal and, yeah, like, yeah. and <laughs> Benny and whoever else. But I... Yeah, like I just found like somebody would come up to me and they would like start talking to me in French. I'd be like, oh, I don't speak. Je ne sais pas. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't speak French. And then they would immediately be like, oh, totally you're Anglo. Off. And then they would just kind of walk oh, off, you know. It's a bit snooty. It's a bit yeah, snooty. so I got, a, I got a, lot, a lot of that when I was really? out. And, you know, it happens a couple of times and then you're like, okay, whatever. Like yeah, this, yeah. it's Montreal. But um, after, since it happens so frequently, I'm like, you start losing a little confidence. You're like, oh, oh. Like, if I don't speak French, maybe it'll be difficult for me to like. Just meet people. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the vibe I got. Oh, no. <laughs> so that kind of like dampened the experience for you in terms of like the dating scene. A little bit, but I still went out and like yeah. had fun. I just don't think I ever like. Met people. Met someone like where I seriously got into a conversation. Right. Because you know, like it's just like so hard. Interested. Yeah. But they do speak English there. No, it's not that they don't, don't speak they're English. They're just being dicks. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's kind of what it is. And they're like. You're not, you don't, you're not really a Montreal, you know, it's like, okay, fine, whatever. So, so we always <laughs> joke about it, right? Cause Montreal, they speak old French, right? Right. Cause my, my boss was from Paris mm-hmm. when my, when I was a consultant and he had the sexiest French accent. Like I, I had to give him, he's like from like the South of French. He's like, ha, he was mixed. He was like, um, I think he was, uh, what was it? Iranian French mm. from France, from Marseille or something. Uh-huh. So he has a really elegant French accent. And, you know, he had that look. I was like, this guy is like the right look. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, um, like all my friends are from Montreal these days, right? But mm-hmm. they're all Anglophones. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, but the French in, Mon- in Paris or in France yeah. is a lot more like it's modern French. It's mm-hmm. elegant. And Montreal is like old French. It's well, like they call old it English. fake French. You know, it's really <laughs> terrible, but like. <laughs> it's like ogre French. Forever, right? <laughs> I I don't know. Like, I, f- I feel like aside from that, though, right. um, the nightlife in Montreal is fun. Yeah. I think it's different from Toronto, too. Yeah. Not eh? that I've been out that much here, but right. I think it's different um, for sure. When I first auditioned at McGill, McGill um, I was like, I'm going to be focused. I'm not going out. <laughs> like, I ain't going I'm like, out. my audition's in three days. Like, you know, I was like, I'm going to keep it on the down low. I'm just yeah. going to, you know, chill. Um, Little but, did you know. <laughs> 
my friend back then mm-hmm. um, was like, no, you're in Montreal. You have to go out. You got to de-stress. And I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Oh, no. And that's when she took me out. And that's when Jam- I met Jamal. Oh. And, so you uh, met Jamal through your friend? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, so have I met your friend? The the friend who oh, switched right, to law. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Your new lawyer friend. She's going to be a media lawyer. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So she took me out. She was like, you're really? going to love it. I know you've had it. fun in Baltimore, but this is different, you know? And I was like, oh, like, it can't be that different. And I right, went out. Right. It was different. Really? <laughs> it was different. Like, I've been to Lavoot, you know, like, mm-hmm. that's like the only club I've been to. I love Lavoot. Yeah. Eh? That, I think that's my, like, favorite. That, that's where you know i had my mob scare <laughs> oh, <laughs> i was with jamal i'm not surprised then okay i think uh, i know who you're talking about okay. oh you do know <laughs> baby oh shit um okay <laughs> scary but yeah i mean like it was definitely a bit different people there seem a bit more friendly i would say mm-hmm. i always feel like when i'm in montreal people are very friendly very open to talking to you mm-hmm. like literally people on the street just start having conversations with us mm-hmm. and you know you find a lot of people that are immigrants too like mm-hmm. they're not like from like they're not from France or anything. They're mm-hmm. not even Montrealers. They're like from like South America. Mm-hmm. And they're just like speaking Spanish to us and they're talking. I was like, oh, cool. You know, you had a good time at Laboot. <laughs> I, I did. I did. My, my friends had a good time. My friends were not partiers. Mm-hmm. So their idea of a bachelor party was, hey, how about let's get a cottage? I'm like, you want to put 20 guys in a cottage for a bachelor party? I'm and like, are you insane? I'm like, I'm like, and do what? You know, like, I'm like, you guys go to cottages every fucking year. Yeah, this is right. the most retarded idea. <laughs> So I, I set up like the whole pl- plan for Montreal and mm-hmm. we, we kind of went there. So because I, I knew nice. Jamal and Jamal, right. Jamal kind of hooked it up. That that right, was a right. that was a fun night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I find like like I don't know about you, but do you find like the the architecture there very unique? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think because Montreal is so, um, you know, it's a very arts focused city right 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 and right everybody's like all about the arts right yeah. they're so supportive i love i love the energy there uh-huh. um and so even when you walk around it's like you see these like statues or like these yeah. like sculptures and these things people put out on the right. street and I'm, I'm not gonna lie a lot of the times i have no idea what it's supposed to be <laughs> it looks so freaking weird and sometimes it's a, it, like they have these weird like dots on them and it gives me like trypophobia you know what i mean like i'm just like <laughs> this is like weird but I really appreciate that people go out of their way to have those kind right, of, thing, kinds right. of things, you know. Um, we don't really get that here. No, you we know? don't. We don't. We have like Nui Blanche, but now it's just like a corporate <laughs> right. event. Right. It's like not really arts focused. <laughs> it's not really arts focused anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when I was there, when the bachelor party, we actually stayed like on the penthouse of um, of like some building. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Like it had that like gothic okay. vibe, you know uh-huh. what I mean? And I just, I loved it. Did you get to go to, um? oh, you did. You were in Oldport if you went to La Voute. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Old Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. I was there recently too. And I, I, think, I, I think I stumbled upon Chinatown or mm. Viet Town or whatever oh, it is. Yes. And there's all these Vietnamese restaurants. Because <laughs> we really wanted pho. Right. So we walked in and they, start, they were speaking like can't like broken Cantonese because <laughs> uh, we call them Yutlam Wakyu. Like if, if they're Chinese, like they're from Vietnam. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, so, you know, most people here are like Chinese ethnically. Right. right? So it's interesting. Right. Yeah. The, the Chinatown there is uh, sparse. Yes. But, you know, sometimes you re- really are desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the Korean food. Oh, yeah. I don't want to say Manchu has the best Korean food, but oh, really? like if you're really desperate, you know. You go. You go, you go for <laughs> that spot. Interesting. <laughs> like we only had like because we, we couldn't eat anywhere because it was mm-hmm. COVID. So we had food in the hotel room. 
but it was oh, a nice hotel I room. Okay. I, it was a nice hotel room, but yeah, like the whole city was like, it was, I felt the city was bigger than I remembered. Mm. Yeah. We didn't get to go to the casino because. It's sad. Yeah. Like I, you, I feel like Montreal, you really have to go in the summer, first of all. Oh, really? like winter is. We were there for the summer though. Like, yeah. The, like when I was about to Okay. Party. Okay. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The summer is definitely, they have the jazz festival that goes on yeah. in August and like just a lot of outdoor events. Um, same with like all the patios. I do. Yeah. I miss like just sitting out like late afternoon, just having a drink on the patios, you know. Um, so, so that's when we had poutine in the summer ah, on the patio. Okay. So the second you time did it I, right. went, I did it right. I did it right. But you also have to do La Banquise, I think. At, La Banquise? It's called at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. whenever they what close. Is it's a poutine oh, place, but oh, they open late like, night, you know. It's like, it's like uh, was it, is it Smokes? No, ours isn't called Smokes, is it? I have no idea. No, sorry. The one, the, the smokes is the poutinery here. Here. And then Schwartz is the one in Montreal mm -hmm. for smoked meat. Okay. Smoked meat. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So this poutine that. place is, right. is like for all the late nighters. Really? Oh it's the best God. thing at 4 a.m. I think I'm too old for like to eat stuff like that at <laughs> 4 in the morning. I haven't done it since Montreal. Like, oh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm an old lady now. <laughs> <laughs> so nowadays, even after a drink, I was like, I'm not getting food. <laughs> I actually broke that rule recently. Yeah. We had Popeyes. I was like, fuck. At night? Yeah, yeah like, after drinking. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just like, fuck. Because I've been fasting for a while. Mm -hmm. Oh, so how's that go? Is there, are you doing like intermittent fasting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of funny. Um, So in high school, I, I didn't have money, right? But, but like, you know, as an Asian kid growing up, mm -hmm. everyone kind of makes fun of your food. Right, right. You know, so you, you never really want to eat mm -hmm. lunch when your parents pack for you. So I would just have a can of Coke or something that's chill mm -hmm. uh, at lunch because my dad would always take me McDonald's afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I just wait till four. Right. So I was kind of wow. intermittent fasting. Yeah, you kid. didn't even realize it. But. Yeah, because I, I had really, really low body fat as a kid. Uh -huh. Like I was like down to like the single digits. Wow. It's like, I have pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so then I realized I'm like, Oh, I've actually done intermittent fasting because I didn't believe in it before. Mm -hmm. So then, but like I was kind of cutting out junk food. So I haven't had McDonald's since 2019. Wow. That is a long time. That is a long time. Since like, I, came I only have McDonald's twice a year, but that's, that's yeah, pretty I, good. Yeah. No. So I, I've kind of committed to not eating McDonald's mm. anymore. Uh, I used to eat it like five times a week. then you have Popeye's instead. <laughs> that was because my friends went over. I had <laughs> two kidding. pieces. Two pieces. <laughs> all right. All right. But it's protein. Or forgive you. <laughs> forgiven. Forgiven. Um, so yeah. Um, I was dieting and I was at 180. I was, mm. I, was a, I was a fat fuck. <laughs> and uh, I cut down, I think, by mid, mid 2020. Mm. Like just as the pandemic started, I cut about almost 10 pounds. It was easier, right? Because you're not yeah. out as much. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that definitely helped too. Uh, well, I was still out until March, right? Because that's when mm. things started to shut down. Um, but yeah, I started really cutting down. And then uh, I was kind of stuck around 168 for like, eight months mm -hmm. i was like fuck it i'm gonna do intermittent fasting mm -hmm. i'm gonna start being more focused let's see how far i can go and uh, i've dropped another like almost 10 pounds but is it intermittent intermittent fasting alone or is it along with like what you eat uh i do track what i eat okay so i literally like I, caloric intake yeah yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah so i have an app that does it my fitness pal <laughs> I, that one I've, I've I kind of I'm kind of loyal to apps, so I've used Lose It. Okay, okay. Versus my Fitness Pal. Okay, but my Fitness Pal, like I, I think it's a bit more detailed. Okay, but Lose It is kind of like get all the graphs and stuff. Mm. It's kind of fun. Um, so I just put everything in there, yeah. and I try to maximize my protein. Uh -huh. You know, like I'm not like like very macros. Scientific. Yeah, my macros. But I'm not doing too scientific. Yeah. Um, I might have hit a plateau recently. Like yeah. I think the lowest I hit was 159. And then it kind of rebounded. Like well, I was surprised because I saw you in the summer. Right. And again, not yeah. that you were big, no, but fine. it's just like, 
you you were you and then (laughs) yeah and then i saw you today and i was like oh he he definitely i lost some weight yeah you look different (laughs) (laughs) no it's definitely um it's definitely a different um look for me and like i think things just fit again (laughs) that's that's always the thing like especially for girls right it's like you have those jeans that you love but it's like if it doesn't go up that's when you know (laughs) it's the worst like so when i I was really fat i was kind of in denial i was just like so i was like i still fit i still fit in these jeans i said the same thing (laughs) no no but it's so funny because i wear like like skinny jeans or tight jeans right so so like i've never like i'm really good with my stuff but Mm -hmm. all my jeans started to rip (laughs) <laughs> right like where the thigh is because <laughs> you're sitting it just grinds anthony it. really in denial <laughs> in denial but i was like you know i'm not gonna rebuy all my jeans <laughs> just because right. i got fat i'm gonna fucking lose weight <laughs> at least you decided that you know yeah. you weren't like i'm just gonna go out and get bigger jeans no because like you know i take pictures with people i looked at myself i was like fuck i'm a i'm a mooncake <laughs> <laughs> but i also you know what it is like i just feel like if you are happy with yourself then yeah. it's fine but a lot of the time people think they're happy with themselves right because yeah. they're like oh like it's, it's not that you need to look a certain way necessarily but yeah. i always sometimes i would tell myself like you know i like myself when i like at this weight right right, right. but this is me in denial because at the end of the day i'm like unhappy and i'm like out of shape i'm not uh-huh. working out i'm just eating garbage you know <laughs> and then as soon as i start working on myself i'm like oh like you know this was this is what I really wanted, right? Right, just, right, like, you know, right. For the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you were in Montreal, do you feel like the dating scene was very like different than, let's say, from Toronto? Because you came back now, you mm-hmm. dated around here too, mm-hmm. and like, like you dated in in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Like, which city do you think is like been the most like fits you the most in terms of like dating scene? You know, as much as I don't want to admit it, I feel like now it's probably Toronto. Really? Um, but I don't know. I feel like it's kind of hard to tell, right? Because right. you're also I I was so much younger when I was in the states, right? Um, versus now. Uh huh. Um, but when I was in the states, I think like Baltimore, or at least okay, at least when you're in music, you kind of just mingle with musicians. So right, I never right. really got a chance to like go out and like meet different people from different different yeah. yeah exactly in different majors and whatever so it's just uh-huh. like musicians musicians all day um so okay. i think i surrounded myself with a lot of musicians so i ended up dating a lot of musicians uh-huh. you know like being attracted to musicians because there's a sense of like you really understand what i'm doing right 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 and they can like you you can talk about the same thing like that's like this is what i do like this is my passion right uh-huh. and if somebody can't really understand that then obviously like there's a limit okay so i think when I was in Baltimore, I really found myself like only being attracted to musicians. musicians. Yeah. Like absolutely was not down to meet anyone outside. Really? Yeah. And, and how about now? Like, like, I guess it was like that in Montreal for you. In Montreal, it was, no, no, no it I was more yeah. flexible, but right. I still was more, more attracted to musicians, but I think I was a little more, bit more flexible mm-hmm. right now. Anyone but a musician. <laughs> <laughs> Complete 360. Yep. No, I'm serious though. Like really? I don't, I don't want to be with a musician because like, I feel like that just brings back everything. Takes work know. home. Yeah. And yeah. I don't even, you know, their music, musicians are great, but I think because I am already a musician, uh-huh. I'm a highly like emotional sensitive person. Right, so right, right. To be around another person like that, there's no balance. It's just 
it's just it's like yeah. intense all the time. You right, know? right. You need that yin and yang thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, I actually see that from like arts people, like mm-hmm. very, very uh, crit- like critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I-, I can see where, where why. I mean, you, yeah. your focus is always like this is how you've kind of built yourself, right? And you need some of that. You need to be sensitive yeah. and emotionally, you know, in tune with that, and yeah, so to really build like a beautiful masterpiece of mm-hmm. like art because it's art, right? No matter exactly. what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. Yeah. So now, so now Toronto is your dating pool. <laughs> Exactly. I never thought I would get here. Oh my goodness. I'm pretty sure you go back like six years. You talk to yourself like from six years ago. You're oh like, Oh my goodness. We're gonna date some business people. You're like, fuck. It's crazy. It's actually right. crazy really? what I what I'm doing now. Really? So so then I mean, have you you've gone out on dates here, right? Yeah. yeah. So like when COVID started, yeah. I was like, you know what? This that as I said earlier, uh-huh. I was like, you know, I really want to get out and meet people. But uh-huh. like when the lockdown happened, I was like, how the hell are you supposed to meet people? Right? <laughs> like I'm like I can be extroverted if I want to. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's also part of me where I could be stuck at home for like three weeks and I'm fine with that. Really? Yeah. So I can just That's fair. Yeah, I, I like to spend time by myself too. You know? I, I kind of like that too. Mm-hmm. Like recharge a little bit. Exactly. But you're messaging everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still texting people. Still texting people. I don't want to be missing out on anything. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, so like I, I was like, you know, there's got to be another way. And right. I was like, my friends were like, just go on the dating app. So I was like, fine. Like, <laughs> I don't really want to, but at this point, like, I don't really have a choice, right? Uh-huh. So I kind of like forced myself to download really? it. Um, and I played around with a few apps and I was like, got like Hinge and whatever. Right, Bubble, right. CMV. Mm-hmm. Gotta support your Korean people. Uh, yep. <laughs> so yeah, so I started talking to a few people there, but I I am really lazy with replying to people. Oh, so you're one of those. <laughs> I'm guilty. You're, so you're one of those I, girls. <laughs> Sometimes I would like start a conversation, but then I would like not check the app forever. I even turn the notifications oh, off. Oh, yeah. Like, so, yeah. And so like I was really lazy with that for a while. So I didn't really meet up with anybody because right. the conversations never like continued. Right. And then when summer came along and it started getting warmer, I was like, you know what? Like I, we can probably meet people outside and yeah, at the yeah. patios and things were like kind of open. Right. So I started talking to people more seriously and like actually replying. Wow. <laughs> Uh, not being a terrible person. <laughs> this guy like gets a message eight months later. He has to think really hard. Who's this person? No, I deleted it and got it back. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but, well, it still shows on his thing. But then I would match, rematch with the same people. Or, oh, like they really? would like my profile again. And I was like, oh shoot. Like I felt really guilty. You know? But how do you know they remember you though? I feel like they would know. Maybe they don't. Okay, maybe. Oh, like the guys get ghosted here, like probably like ninety percent of the time. Why, really? I think so. You think so? So, so you never used apps prior to moving back here. I did in Baltimore. I, I did okay. it in Montreal, but I did in Baltimore for like a little bit. Right. But I, I never really got anything out of it. Like I had it for a little bit. Then. Just, just had it there. Right? Yeah. 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 It was okay. More for fun. But do you ever get catfish on your dates? No, not no. well. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say a catfish, but like <laughs> there was one guy who like just looked so different from his photos. And I don't really? think it was intentional necessarily. Like, you know, he he like showed up and he was like, oh, this is what I look like. He had a mask on. Right. So he like oh, took God. his mask. This is what I look like. And I, like, I'm not like one to be like, oh, like, oh, my God, you look like that. Right. Yeah, like yeah. Goodbye. Right. Yeah. It wasn't that. It's just. If you upload something, you expect at least like, like a little bit of resemblance, right? You know, maybe it's the angle, yeah. the lighting. I'm not gonna put a completely different <laughs> photo of you from when I was like, I don't even know, like three years old, and be like, yeah. So I, 
I was just a little bit surprised. Oh, really? And he also had like in his photos, he had really short hair and like whatever. Uh-huh. He showed up and his hair was like down to his shoulders. And like, it was just a different look. Nothing right. against long hair. Yeah, it was just yeah. a very, very different look. So he's like a hippie now. <laughs> I guess he had like a major change, like image, you know, changed in his life. Self-discovery, man. Just decided not to update it on his profile. But, uh, it was surprising, I would say. What was it? Was it a bad date or a good date? So it was a pretty bad day oh, shit. <laughs> and it wasn't because he didn't look like his profile. Like I was fine with that. And I just wanted to like, cause we were texting and he was really fun you okay. know, over text. And so I was like, okay, like I'm so excited to meet this guy. Okay. So like we met up in distillery district, okay. and, you know, parked there. We met up and I was like, Oh, like, how hey, are you? You know, yeah. trying to like do the small talk. And I like, wasn't getting much response. Oh. So like it was very quiet. Um, and I would ask him questions like, oh, so like, do you have a brother? Do you have a sister? No. You know? <laughs> yeah, it would be like, yes or no. And he wouldn't even ask me the same question oh, back. Like, so it was kind of awkward. And I was like, are you sure this is the same person I was texting? You know, <laughs> like, how can you be so different? Oh, my god. He was goodness. like cracking jokes. Like over- on the app? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just an introvert in real life. Well, okay. So I gave him a chance. I was like, maybe he needs some time to warm up. And yeah, like open just, up. He's just shy. Open up, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Everyone's different. Right. And so... We start walking. He's like, oh, you know, let's go get some food. Uh-huh. And so I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I'm super hungry. And this was like, like in November, maybe October. Okay, yeah. So it was cold. It was quite yeah, cold. Yeah. And I, that day I also wore a really light jacket. Oh, I didn't no. think we were going to be outside. Right. For so that like, long. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, and I brought my car. So I was like, okay, this is fine. Yeah. So we start walking. He's like, I know this Thai place down the street. So I'm like, cool. Right. So we start walking. I'm like, so how far is this place? And he's like, oh, it's just like a couple minutes. And I was like okay okay so we're walking it's like 15 minutes passes like 20 minutes oh and I'm, i am freezing i like he didn't offer you his jacket no <laughs> he definitely didn't <laughs> um and then we pass by a no frills so he goes you're cold so let's go into the no frills so we go into this no frills oh and so we're in a random grocery store i'm not gonna grocery shop right now oh god um and we're just going along the aisles and he's telling me his favorite foods and like we go down to the mr noodles aisle like the noodle instant noodle aisle and he goes like he's telling me about which noodles he had as a child and i'm just sitting here like life story (laughs) um so i have a car like he wasn't driving so like that's fine but i'm like we could have just like taken my car yeah Yeah. and so he's like are you warm now i was like yeah i guess and so we leave the no frills it's like 20 (laughs) minutes oh my god then we walk another 50 minutes to the thai place okay so it it gets worse so we get the thai food we get takeout because obviously they're not open and I'm like, so we're all in my head. I'm like, okay, we're going to get takeout. We're going to take it back to my car. We're going to eat it in my car. Right? Like, obviously. My car. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, I'm yeah. okay with that. So yeah. I was like, I, that's what I obviously thought it was. Right, right. And then we get the food and he's like, okay, so just down the street, there's like a table, like a metal, you know, table. Oh and my chair. God, I cannot do that. And so we walk there and literally, it's first of all, there are like a billion pigeons there. Oh. And I'm scared of birds. Okay? Oh, really? So <laughs> there are a billion pigeons. We sit down. I am like cannot f- feel my face Think- or my fingers at this point. I'm not even hungry. Like, so we open the head time as we're eating this. Like I'm barely eating, but this guy is just going at it, right? And I'm like trying to eat my food, but it like the noodles stuck together. Oh, in like a couple cold, minutes because right? it was so cold. Jesus. And yeah, so he ate for thirty minutes, and then we like walk back and for another 30 minutes or whatever it was um, and I walked back to my car and I was like alright goodbye I gotta go I gotta go see my sister I'm like which was totally not true <laughs> I just wanted to go home and take a bath because I was so fucking cold <laughs> I think that has got to be one of the worst dates I went on really? in Toronto it was pretty bad Was there? Is that like the number one worst date? I'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> oh this is hard I mean that's definitely up there oh wow 
But I, yeah, I don't think anyone's ever taken me to a no frills and maybe eat outside in like minus like 13 degrees. That, that, that's pretty like that's pretty that takes, bad. That takes skill. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, like the idea of like taking you to not even like a long. <laughs> like I'm not expecting whole foods here. Right. Like no frills. <laughs> this is awkward. And like. I get it. It's COVID. We're limited. But right, like, right. it was just very like inconsiderate because yeah. I was freezing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but, but what, what was your original plan? Like to just walk around distiller? Because it would been cold. Well, he said he had a great plan. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this guy's so like he's Thoughtful. prepared. He's like has this thing laid out. And I was like, you know, all I have to do is go there. It's probably what happened was his friend was texting for him. <laughs> And his, plan, his buddy made all the plans. It all and makes sense guy, too. The guy he didn't communicate the plan. <laughs> the guy just shows up. Oh fuck! What are we it's, doing? We're gonna walk to No Frills. We're gonna walk to No Frills. <laughs> place. All places. Yep. Wait, was this an Asian guy? Yeah. Well, really? Yeah. Wow. That was. I was a little scarred. That was scarring, eh? <laughs> so the next time, like after that, I was going on a date with another guy. I was like, so we can meet up, but it's got to be indoors. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, I don't care where it is, but it's got to be indoors. So then, Or in a car. Right. <laughs> so then, like, do you, was this like after when things weren't locked down anymore? Then you had, you met up with another guy? Um. Yeah. So th- at that point, I think it was closer to November, December, but okay. things were open. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, so I went to Unionville and there was like an indoor, I think it was called Chap Bar. Yeah, yeah, I love that place. Yeah, yeah. so I went there, had, actually got to dine in. Yeah. Um, so that was much better, you know, um, definitely <laughs> better than a no frills date. <laughs> I call him the no frills guy now. The so no like my guy. close friends, oh, so I'm like, oh, like I'm going on a date and they're like, I hope you're not, it, like, you know, you're going to end no up frills. at no frills. <laughs> yeah. Long goes. It's got to be better than the no frills guy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's hard to top that one. <laughs> you have such good luck. <laughs> do, do you find like, because um, we, because you kind of mentioned, and you know, I kind of agree with you. Like guys, I think in general, Asian, like Canadians mm-hmm. are less aggressive than Americans, right? Like they're less yeah. gung ho, not so much aggressive, but like yeah. less forward, less sure. assertive, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel you feel that's a difference in the dating culture too? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I eh? think so. I think in the states they are definitely more straightforward. Yeah. Um. I also think they're, in a way, they're just like. They don't second guess anything, right? It's just like, okay, let's say like they're, they see a cute girl. And right. They're like, if she's cute, like this I'm going to go for it. it. Yeah. Like whatever. Right. That's awesome. But here I feel like people are more careful. Right. Um, not that I mind that necessarily. Yeah. I just think it, it is definitely different though. Really? Yeah. So like more guys just randomly approached you down in Baltimore than here. Yeah. I don't think that really happened here. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, unless they were like just really weird and crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen some crazy shit in Toronto. Like I remember I was driving like a year or two ago. I was just driving north on Young past Dundas. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like Boathouse or something. And this crazy guy was just kind of like freaking out. No one kind of minded him. Like a lot of people were walking. This is pre-COVID. I think he just grabs this girl by the hair as she's walking past. I was just oh like, my goodness. what the fuck? Okay, like in public, he's just yeah, it brought daylight. This is not wow. even at night or anything. Like at night, fine. I guess people do do that. I mean, it's not okay any time of the day. It's never, but it's like, never okay. The fact but that he's so so like brazen, yeah, you know, to just do that. I was just like, that's, wow, that's yeah. I I actually noticed that. Like, I mean, like no one's really approached me in like an uncomfortable way. But yeah. when COVID, um, when COVID first started, like in the summer when right. things started opening a little bit, like people on the streets were, I saw some people just like, they weren't like, they were literally doing nothing on the street. They're just sitting there yeah. like people watching and like hitting on a couple girls once okay. in a while, okay. you know? Yeah. And some people approach me and be like, hey, do you have a boyfriend? And I'm like, 
Oh no! That yeah? is the weirdest question. <laughs> yes, that is the weirdest yes, question do. to ask somebody. <laughs> I definitely do. <laughs> I'm married, <laughs> three kids. Leave exactly. Me alone. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, people are really like they need to get out there right now." <laughs> wait, wait, were these like weird-looking people, or but, they like red? But that's the thing. Like they looked so normal. It's not like they were drunk or like. Oh, oh they're not like homeless or anything. No, they're they like, were they just like normal-looking people. Like I was on Queen Street actually. Really? And these were like regular, normal looking people. Yeah. And it happened like three times almost in one day, I think. Was he? Was no, he, it was twice in one day. But Twice in a day. I was a little surprised. I was like, okay. Uh, was he like, you know, in a friendly manner or very like, just like desperate? He manner? looked like he was really desperate. Oh, but the funny shit. thing is I crossed the street and I walked down on the other side and I saw him doing that to other people. Like he'd like stop them and kind of like be like, hey, like. Maybe he's just doing like a prank or something. No, I don't think so, man. No, man. Oh, <laughs> I don't shit. think so. I think he, he was really like trapped during COVID. He's like, oh my God, I need to get out there. I need to find some people. <laughs> do a boyfriend, do a boyfriend. How about you? You, you, you. <laughs> Maybe he hasn't discovered dating apps yet. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, was he young or older? He was young. Like how young? I feel like he was like mid 20s. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But still, mid 20s. That's still. You like- don't see a lot of mid 20s people doing that you know asking that kind of question yeah on the street on queen street like i get it if you're in vegas you do like kind of pranks like that (laughs) maybe not like that question but like but like he looks serious very serious it did not look like a prank jesus was this asian guy no i don't i don't actually know what he was but he was an asian okay yeah (laughs) i'm always very curious you know like in terms of like dating stuff right like with you know like because like have you do you just date asian guys or do you have other types um i've dated a non-asian right um right. i don't think i have like a set type right type necessarily mm-hmm. but um i do want someone who can appreciate asian culture like right. i think if they're too different then it's like it doesn't work right yeah it, it just feels like there's a bit of like a in, like a mismatch yeah, right? exactly so you know someone I, w- I was with in baltimore he mm-hmm. was like he was not asian he was white but like right. he could speak a little bit of Korean oh, wow. and he like was really into Asian culture. Right, so right, like yeah. obviously like that really does close a little bit of the gap. Right. Um, but I think, yeah, like I appreciate that. Right. Or, and even if you don't know a lot about Asian culture, just the attitude of like, Oh, I'm like open willing to, to yeah, yeah. Cause that's a big part of who you are. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I would do the same for someone else if right. they're, they're not from the same. Yeah. Culture, yeah. Right? For sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Like I'm a very curious person or like, mm-hmm. like I'm studying Korean right now. I can read it now. Oh, Oh, yeah, I gotta be careful what I text. I know, yeah. Oh, I, I know you now said. I, I know what you said. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> I think one of my friends uh, last night, like, she wrote to me. Uh, she called me like, uh, like idiot. I say idiot in Korean again. Papo imida. Papo. 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 Papo imida. I wrote back. Ania. <laughs> and I wrote, like, what? <laughs> yeah. She's like, what? And I wrote back like, Monchoni. This is why people really learn Korean so they can curse at each other. <laughs> so you learn any language, right? right? It's, exactly. it's crazy. My Korean is now better than my Chinese. Like no. reading. Because Chinese is hard, very hard to read. Like I learned it as a kid. Oh, I'm sure. But like Korean is very systemic, right? So it's so much easier to learn. Korean's definitely easier to speak to, I think. <laughs> Well, at least I, think. I yeah yeah but I yeah. mean for me like I, I kind of get in there the sentence structure mm-hmm. I still have to think a lot but I'm only studying for like six months so mm-hmm. it's not okay. bad so that's very interesting so so yeah so for yeah like for me even too like I realize as I get older like if you're dating somebody like people that are, there's a lot of people that are not in tune with their cultural roots mm-hmm. right like um so my friend who came on the show last week uh he said this similar thing right like a lot of 
Asian girls say, oh, I don't date Asian guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, got me really thinking, right? Is it because they are not in tune with their cultural roots? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm but most big, of the time, it, I feel like it is, right? Right. Because if you really do value your culture and your family's like traditions, yeah. whatever it is, like, and if you grew up yeah. in that, I feel like you would want to sustain that and have that for the rest of your life, right? Like, if right. it's important to you. Yeah. Like, like I see it, like, as in, like, those girls that would say that. Like, and they're Asian girls, actually. Mm. They're like second generation. I feel like they just don't have, um, they don't have the deep connection with their cultural roots. So mm. when they're dating somebody... They don't see the commonalities, right? Mm -hmm. like, I, I think that that's very important for in terms of most types of dating, right? Like, it's kind of like right. what you said, like you were in Europe, but they were really good looking, but you had no real genuine attraction to them. Yeah. And I it, I feel like it also changes, like like you said, as you age. But mm -hmm. like, you know, I used to not really care about that too much. Right. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like you can make it work kind of thing. Right. But I start thinking like when I'm like really, really old, I'm like 80, whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like laying around like I just want to have a like, conversation about like Korean culture just something that yeah. you wouldn't really get unless you just like or Asian culture even, yeah just, unless you are there you know like yeah. you've lived through that and that kind of thing like yeah. I feel like that might be something that I really want right even yeah. if it's not that important to me right now right mm -hmm. down the road and maybe I, I feel the same way like um even like I, I remember like I was at a club and they're like like there's only like one Asian person that's a like I beeline and just talk to that person, even mm -hmm. though there's like a lot of good looking yeah. people in the club. I'm just like, I just realize, like deep down, yeah. like there's that connection for sure that I, that I feel because because I grew up very Asian. Mm -hmm. I was born here, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like I wasn't born in like, Asia or anything, right. but I felt like yeah, I feel more at home, I mm -hmm. guess around. I could make it like group around a lot of Asian people. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like people that, that didn't, they don't have that bond for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like when I'm in Hong Kong, I'm just like, wow, this mm -hmm. feels very relaxing. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you feel that. Like, when you're here versus, like, Asia. Yeah. Just feel like you're, like, kind of part of the crowd. But also, like, I, I don't have to, like, go out of my way to try to fit in yes. necessarily. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I'm home. This is, like, you know, even even just, like, me when I went to Korea, like, for the first time, actually, mm -hmm. since I moved here like, right. two years ago. Oh, wow. I was kind of scared. I was like, oh, like, I'm going to feel really, like. Out of place. Yeah. And I'm, like, so not, like. I'm Korean. a part of the culture. Yeah. yeah. And when I, and I was so surprised because like the first couple of days, definitely I needed to adjust. I was like, okay, everything's yeah. fast paced. Like, <laughs> whoa, this is a lot. Like the subway works. Yeah, right? Like, wait, I don't have to hang up when I'm going to the subway. Like <laughs> I can keep texting, like keep watching YouTube videos. <laughs> what? Yeah. So it took a few days, but I was only supposed to stay there for like two, three weeks. Okay. And I actually extended my, like I changed my flight uh -huh. so I could stay for another extra like, nice. two, three weeks. Cause I, I was Korea. just so in love with Korea and yeah. I considered moving there and like, yeah, I fell in love. Um, I, I thought think, about moving there. <laughs> right? Like part of it is you just feel so at home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always feel like Korea. So when, uh, I went to Korea twice in 2019. That's my first time was in mm -hmm. February. My phone got stolen there. So all my, all my trips, something gets stolen for some reason. <laughs> you have some like crazy incident. For I, have, every trip I, have, I, I do. Every trip has an incident. <laughs> but uh, I still actually like the cabbie stole my phone and ended up in China the mm -hmm. next day. Wow. Because I tracked it. Wow. I was like, I had to nuke the phone. I'm like, I'm not getting it back from where yeah. it is in China. So but I still really like Korea. Like I feel Korea mm. is like a mix between like um, the Western countries and because like takes everywhere takes that mix. It's also changed a lot, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like from even from just whenever. a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same with like Shanghai and Hong Kong. But I felt like it was just so like the perfect balance, but mm -hmm. everyone's still Asian, right? Yeah. Like I'm sure there's still like pros and cons, but you know. Well, I'm surprised that like you feel that not you know not in a bad way but yeah. it's just because you grew up here right yeah, yeah. so 
for you to feel that even as someone who like spent all of your basically life. entire life here is pretty wild actually because you don't have any kind of memories or like yeah i'm assuming you know, no, no, no. people that you are super close with there right or do you still have, um, do you have like, i have some friends in korea mm -hmm. um and they they introduced me to their friends a lot of them are also kind of uh not local they're all from america mm -hmm. so we all kind of have a similar story and same with shanghai so i met all of jamal's friends like mm -hmm. we made like 40 friends it was great yeah. in hong kong i have my cousins and my family and i have a few friends there i guess if you have family there then it's definitely well my family's kind of like they're it's, it's really political because we're a really big family yeah like 40 okay cousins I see, I see so but uh uh, but even when I land in Hong Kong, like I've never like seen the road, mm. but it just had that f great nostalgic feeling. Mm. And it's just like, you know, like when people say, oh, I have some feel like something in my soul or something. It's in your blood. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, like I'm just it. like, because like, here I don't, I never feel that. I'll mm. be honest. It's I true. never feel that. Like I go to LA, I feel really happy, mm -hmm. but I don't feel like culturally in tuned. Mm -hmm. well, I, I, I think I can relate in that sense though, yeah. because even till this day, I still feel like Baltimore is my home. Really? Isn't that wild? It is. Like, I grew up in Toronto. Since I was four, I was right. here, right? And went to high school and whatever. I did everything here. And I only spent four years in Baltimore. But there's something so special about Baltimore for me. Like, I would go back in a heartbeat if I could. There's a lot of soul in there. Like, yeah. a lot of, like, uh, a lot of, like, um, how do you describe it? It's, like, passion mm -hmm. that comes from the city. And just, like, I don't feel that in Toronto all the time. Sometimes. I don't either. And sometimes yeah. it does like, it does have to do a lot with like who you've met there and in what yeah. part of your life too. Right? right. 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 Definitely like undergrad years. Like that was when I was like, I really did meet my lifelong friends there. So right. like, it's a big deal. I get it. A lot of memories. Right. Um, but I, I feel like when I came back here, like I, of course I value the people I still keep in touch with, but I find it hard to make new friends and feel that kind of bond as you did when you were like in your early twenties. Right? Yeah, like you're yeah. still young and you're like, I just want to get to know people and like, whatever. Like, I don't have that kind of like, like, um, energy. Like I'm not really? like, I want to go out and meet like a ton of people. And like, not I, so much. I feel like I still do that though. Really? Like I went to, when I went in, to in Toronto too. Oh, not, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of like the friends that like, you know, I hang out with like the co-hosts, mm -hmm. I literally met them maybe like a year ago. Mm. and you know like like one of the guys that the last guy that joined i've known him since i was nine mm -hmm. nine or ten and we, we're, we're really close um you know throughout the years went to school right. we actually literally we went to uh elementary high school university oh, wow. and even though our first jobs were in the same office oh my goodness what it, are the chances right like yeah, um wild. so i mean in that sense I, I feel like we're really really close um but i still meet a lot of new people mm -hmm. like i met jamal only five six years ago i mean we're actually really i always think close. that you guys are like lifelong friends you know it feels like it right just this is the, the shit we get up to sometimes yeah. the shenanigans yeah. it's, it's just yeah i feel like um that's one thing that uh, about me that i find is very mm. uh unique is that i can bond with people mm. like at a very deep level very mm -hmm. quickly like you know I'm like me and you <laughs> we've we had really deep talks right yeah. like you know after i drive you home <laughs> and, and it, it's just it's just like it just happens right like yeah just i think that that's like a great thing to have i mean definitely you you know you've built so many good friends like in baltimore you've probably met so many people i, I don't think it's that like i necessarily don't want to right. i just find it difficult to hear really oh, here, yeah here yeah. specifically in toronto really? like right now i find it a little bit difficult it's not again like if i i'm also a people person i do like mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. interacting with people and how getting into deep conversations yes, i'm yes. all about that right uh, but I don't know if it's like being away for so long or just like, you know, not, not really feeling I, I don't like think this it's is you. home. I don't think it's you. I think it's a bit of the city. Um, I find it difficult to like, really like, like, okay. So meeting people 
I feel like it's not that difficult. Like, mm-hmm, of course, mm-hmm. you can meet physically meet people, right. whether it's once or twice, but to continuously like build a relationship with this person, like I feel like that is really, really, really tough. Like just like, you mean like Here. dating wise or friendship wise? Both. Oh, but okay. I would say more friendship wise for me right now. Really? Because dating wise, I'm kind of going through dating apps. So yeah. it's either a yes or no kind yeah. of thing. I'm not trying to be- make friends yeah, on yeah. Hinge or whatever. <laughs> That's fair. I, I mean, I kind of see that too. Like a lot of my close friends right now, like nobody's actually local. Like mm. uh, like even Alan, the co-host, he's from Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Um, my business partner, Julian's from Montreal. You know him. Mm-hmm. Um like uh, Anders, the other co-host, he's from Waterloo. I, like I'm the only local. Like Jason, technically, he grew up in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. right? These other co-hosts, our third one. And um, yeah, it's it's. I feel like there's not. I don't really spend a lot of time with local local Torontonians. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I hang with a lot of expats. So to speak. I'm like the closest to local, and I'm from Richmond Hill, right? <laughs> like like I don't know if that counts, but <laughs> like, well, I, do I went some. from Scarborough to Whippy, so I think that's even worse. Right? Well, it's I, like- I grew up in Scarborough though. Yeah, I, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I know Scarborough very very well. Mm-hmm. Scarborough's a vibe too. <laughs> Scarborough's special.